Pace Podcast. Weird. Welcome to Weird. Hey everybody, welcome to another fun-filled, exciting episode. Oh, you're really low. You're calmed down. What's what are you on? Weird. Did you take something? I, you know, just uh, just the mood I'm in today. <laughs> this is going to be an entertaining, interesting program. Anyway, my name is Aaron. My name is Craig, and I'm your host for this evening. And this is the Aaron's podcast just hanging out that brings you the best in weird news coverage. And we got some weird news it's, for you it's tonight. All the, it's all the news you can use. First things first, though, Craig. This podcast of ours. That's all I get. Oh, it's all, yeah. To blow a few. No, yeah, uh, go and, ahead. <laughs> just finish. Go ahead. You're done. You're ruined. The, all the news that you can use to blow a fuse, and it's all true. Just go. Why did I encourage you? Podcast rules. We got rules on this show because if you got no rules, chaos ensues. If you got no rules, you got nothing. You got nothing. So we're gonna go through these rules real quick, just so you understand the rules. Lighten of the them game. fast. You should know these by now. You should know them by now because you will be quizzed later. Yes, that's correct. Number one, rule number one: only true stories covered here on the Weird News Podcast. We no, do everything we can. I said quick, and we do everything <laughs> we can to make sure these are true. Number two, when reading a story with quotes, the reader must do their best to emulate the accent of the geographical location of the story number three only one official band name per episode per co-host number four friday's episodes include movie reviews but who the heck knows if they'll actually be movies we're talking about <laughs> this is a friday episode too so we'll get to that but the last rule these rules can be amended if both co-hosts agree if they don't agree we go to the listener for a vote by the way have you worn your compression socks this week we, uh once this week why are you only wearing them once? I actually just had a bad week. Yes, you I, I, have. I, I hadn't really thought about it. I, they've been sitting right next to the bed, though. Because Glenna, I, I thought maybe Glenna had stolen them. No, Glenna wants a pair, though. She wants the full length, right? Yeah, no. yeah. Glenna wants to get a pair of these. We gotta, we gotta like get her a pair of these. You know, he got to talk to Chris. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to talk to Chris. Yeah, you got to talk to Chris. He's the man that knows all about this pelt performance stuff. We're talking about Chris. He owns the pelt performance, and pelt stands for Performance Equipment Leading Technology. And pelt is a company that offers products that help enhance physical capabilities. I it was parents engaging lucid teens. <laughs> Whether you're a professional athlete or a weekend warrior or a weekend warrior or just an individual trying to perform your daily activities. And the reason you need these things, there's all kind of reasons. Everybody needs these things. But uh, elderly folks are really, really digging like you. Yes, like you. And they if you have a desk job, they keep you energized because they force blood flow. I know we have blood flow normally, but these things really enhance the blood flow. And the thing about these so much technology has gone into making these socks that they're not you can get compression socks anywhere they need gloves they got gloves they, do? they got all kind of compre- they got compression cover the whole body do they have something that would compress your head <laughs> i don't know that would be weird no but anyway if you if you look at these uh pelt socks online at peltperformance.com that's peltperformance.com that's p-e-l-t performance.com you're going to notice that there's stitching in in various places and that is for a reason so they're, they're like super super socks change your world I like mine look like they belong to spider-man oh yours are cool yeah mine i just really got cool. the black ones front drama stopping by yeah she's just, stopping by just to cause trouble yeah yeah we were talking about her earlier yeah <clears throat> anyway go to peltperformance.com that's peltperformance.com that's p-e-l-t performance.com <laughs> enter the code podcast 
at checkout, and you're going to get 20% off your entire purchase. Hey, you know, we haven't had a listener of the week in a while. Well, actually, we do. We just don't mention it. We don't, because yeah. we really... Every week, there's one. It's a it's a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really. We just make people think we do. This week, we do. You remember we used to do the, like, a, the, the listener of the week is Dave. <laughs> Just and every, everybody got a different <laughs> one. Yes. Like everybody was, hey, and this week's listener of the week is Carol. <laughs> no, we never did that. But Jason Inglegut. Oh, Jason. Man, he's all right, isn't he? He's all right. He sent me eight CDs this week. He's good me, ones, too. He sent me a pretty cool sticker. Yeah, he did. He sent me a sticker from a skate shop down in Largo, Florida. Thank you so much. Uh, Jason, he knew my brother was a skater, and he knows a guy that used to skate with my brother some, apparently. And... Uh, he wrote this really nice little scribble note that he looks like he stole for a crown from his kid, and he wrote it on the back of the. And I appreciate that. I'm just kidding with you, Jason. I really do. I really do appreciate it. And uh, that's a really nice little note you put on the back of there. Very cool sticker. Very, that is a cool sticker. Very very cool sticker. And uh, sticker. we appreciate that. If more listeners were like you, sending us cool stuff in the mail, then maybe they'd be listeners of the week. <laughs> that's right. It's very easy to become a listener of the week. Just send us gifts. It's it's not that hard for you listeners to go drop a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars in the mail. <laughs> It's just down the street, man. I mean, all you've got to do is just go to your bank and withdraw some money. I got this package from Jason yesterday and opened it up. I was so excited. I started listening to him he today. He sent you like 800 CDs. A whole box of CDs, some Ramones. A lot of good Ramones in there. I just think it's amazing you still use CDs. CDs, I do. I do. Actually, I love the CD. I, I really I, That's the one format that it was unjustified the way people behave about it now. <laughs> you know, the thing is that... Are you I, offended? Well, here's the thing. Albums... Uh, their weakness was that they, you know, dust was their kryptonite. They could get scratched. They could skip eight tracks. Although the idea was kind of neat, it no, was a horrible. I don't understand eight tracks. I know. I'm saying the idea was kind of neat that you could cram that much onto different tracks, like a mini mixing, like a mini studio, right? There. You got four tracks. Yeah. But it's just, it was just it was just all kinds of problems with that. Yeah. Because you'd be in the middle of a song and go. Dee, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. Yeah. And then you go click click. Keep on. <laughs> <laughs> I still listen to cassettes. And then so cassettes were the other thing. The cassettes were were another one that were um they were a victim of their design which was uh they were very fragile and you could easily they would easily come on un- unwound unglued. <laughs> Basically just everywhere like a like a like a rat's nest. Sure could. Could happen. So CDs, the reason I think that they're so different is because they obviously fell under a lot of different categories. Now, cassettes also were used for computers. You could load programs yep. off of those. My TRS-80 had a cassette player attached right, to it. Right, But But there was ob- obvious drawbacks. It was slower. Slower. And it wasn't true data. It was sound. It sounded terrible, too. <laughs> yeah, those programs. <laughs> <aren't>. <laughs> and... Uh, but CDs were great because CDs, like, were the whole gamut. I mean, they had, you know, music, and they actually put video on some. There were CDs plus graphic. I mean, they were just finding all these ways to use that data that was available. Yeah, it's, it's pretty smart. And and it, to me, it's just amazing we could bounce. And LaserDisc were the ones before it. Yeah. You know? It was just amazing we could, we could bounce a focus light off of something and get zeros and ones off of it and yeah. turn it into something. Like well, that. I've been thinking about vinyl lately, as you know. But if you think about the science that went into that for that little groove to produce all of that sound. Right. Well, with vinyl... Um, you know, not a very technical point in in time when they created no vinyl years or, ago, or when they created records in general, or the, the was it the gramophone was that mm-hmm. was it Edison Edison? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my history lesson. Yeah, here. He, they used to be like tubular albums. Well, the first you were ones tubular were... <laughs> back in the day, but the um, 
you know, that's simply <laughs> vibration affecting the surface and it plays it back. I mean, it's totally cool. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's science. But to take the equivalent of a high-tech flashlight and bounce it off of a piece of acrylic yeah. and get something off of it to me. Yeah. So I really, I'm, I'm sadder about CDs getting kind of. It's not Saturday. Oh, I get you. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the the CDs getting kind of bagged on by people now because I I'm just as guilty as everybody of streaming stuff. Yeah, but but the CD was just such and the DVD and the Blu-rays all that disc in general was such an amazing thing. And and I remember when they were brand new and how cool they were. They were just like, oh my oh, gosh, this too. is the weirdest thing ever. Lori had a CD player when we were dating, and it was I was like, wow, that's wow. impressive. All right, what'd you see this week? Let's go ahead and knock out the movie reviews before actually, we get to the well, weird this news. Comes, so this is good. We wasted time on albums and stuff because I I don't I didn't see any movies. You didn't see anything at all this week. I haven't seen any movies at all lately. But again, I had kind of a crappy week, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, you haven't been in the mood to sit down no, and watch I hadn't, anything. Hadn't, hadn't. We're watching Umbrella Academy. Just leave everybody in the op- leave everybody in the lurch on that one. Trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. The transition didn't complete. You seen any of it? <laughs> what? You seen any of the Umbrella what? Academy? People don't care about that now. They're going, what did he just say? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but it's very entertaining. Umbrella man. Academy. I tried to watch uh, about five or ten minutes of it. And it lost me real oh, quick. Oh, yeah. You got to watch. You got to pay attention. Yeah. It's pretty deep. First it's episode is deep. Got a, it's got a monkey in it. It does. He's pretty darn did cool, you see too. The, did you see the monkey that was looking at Instagram. I did. Hood. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. I know. At first I thought somebody was standing around him no, with their hands. He's and then they back up. That on, is him. That's full he's, on opposable thumbs, swapping swiping through, looking at stuff. Instagram just tapping on videos. I and, mean it, it's not as it's not so impressive when you think these are incredibly smart animals. But it still nonetheless takes you back a little bit. You're like, what what? Well aren't you a monkey's uncle? I'll be one. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, You're a monkey's dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about he, I'll, I'll send him after you. No, he can come get me. Yeah, he will. I met his uh, jiu-jitsu coach jiu-jitsu. yesterday, by the way. Came into my shop yeah, where I said, work. He told you he was a killing machine, didn't he? He said he's very impressed with young E. Yeah. Yeah. I said, are we talking about the same kid? <laughs> He said, I thought you said G. Oh, oh, oh. E. No, he, e. no, he said, I thought you said me. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get started? I really don't know. Oh. California man sets himself on fire in Target parking lot. Now, this was submitted by listener Jason Reese. We got, you know, we're pretty big with Jasons. Have you noticed that? Well, we J- got, Jasons. We got Jason Fink. And Jasons. And, and Jason. And now we got Jason Reese. It's Jason. How do you think he pronounces that last name for real? Jason, I'm going to say... He's never corrected me from saying Ingle... It's Ingle... Ingulk? Ingle... Ingulk. Maybe it's Ingulk. Ingulk? Like Laura Ingulk Wilder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laura's Ingulk Wilder. You snorted. <laughs> I did. I apologize. A California man set himself on fire in a parking lot of a Target store, suffering third-degree burns to half of his body. The inadvertent self-immolation? Self-immolation. That, I don't like that term that sounds ugh. could be a band though i'm not claiming it okay uh took place in uh molesto california no, modesto. Oh, i'm sorry modesto <laughs> california you don't want to go to that other place <laughs> no you don't <laughs> about 100 miles east of san francisco on wednesday april 17th uh the man who was not identified in the report was allegedly engulfed in a fireball mm. that he sparked by trying to melt a melt the mouth of a plastic gas can- canister with a lighter. Melt the mouth of a plastic can. Why? He needed to melt it. 
<laughs> okay, but why? <laughs> yeah. uh, the victim's girlfriend reportedly told investigators the pair had run out of gas and pulled into the parking lot to refuel. Dustin Brule, supervisor of the the SR Fire Department, uh, was cited by Sacramento B. Why'd they give him a ticket? <laughs> As saying the uh, pre- preliminary findings suggested the man was trying to melt the plastic at the mouth of the jug to make pouring fuel into his ah, car easier. Did oh, anybody, I see. Did, 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 does he not know it's uh, flammable? Not, I was like, does anybody <laughs> not know that you don't put flames near gasoline? <laughs> Maybe they should put a little warning on the bottle that says, stay away from flame. Keep away from flames. Like, like to me, gasoline is as close to being a fire as fire is being a fire. Sometimes it's, it, it's just fire. I mean, the thing is, you can... You got a bottle of fire. I mean, the thing is, a fume can be ignited. And it's just, how do you... Well, uh, God bless him for doing it because he's on this show now. <laughs> he's famous. Gave us a story. When the man, said to be in his 30s, brought the open flame to the mouth of the canister, the gaseous fumes... I just said that. Yeah. The gaseous fumes yeah. exploded. Gaseous. Gaseous. Like gaseous clay. Ga- gaseous. Gaseous. I say gaseous. Okay. I don't say gaseous. Gaseous. Gaseous sounds like you've got a big knife wound. It was gaseous. Oh, look at that gash. Yeah. You're very gash- gaseous. You're very gaseous. We're going to keep repeating that word over and gaseous. over again. Gaseous. Investigators told Fox 40 that flames engulfed the front half of the man's body and a nearby Lexus. Poor Lexus. Yeah. I hope <clears> she's <throat> okay. Yeah. I don't know who was it. Was it, what if it was Lexus Luther? Oh. <laughs> says, well, at least she didn't have any hair to catch fire. That's true. Well, no, that's how she loses it. Mr. Luthor. Uh, he ran from the car and several citizens assisted him to the ground and helped put out the fire. Bruley said the chief of the fire department uh, in Molesto told the B <laughs> stop it. Okay. The, 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 the chief of the fire department in Modesto told some B. I don't know why he told this B. The man suffered head it to toe burns. Jerry, uh, Jerry Seinfeld for all you know. In that one movie. Yeah. In the, just in that one. Could movie. have been. He's not a B all the time. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I saw the movie and I saw him in an interview afterwards. Oh, and he was not a B. No, he's not a B anymore. But I'm pretty sure. Blew my mind. The victim was there no the idiot no victim was, huh <laughs> what they call him vic oh for vic, sure yeah, yeah uh was airlifted to an area hospital for treatment investigators are reportedly reviewing surveillance footage to establish further details the b reported uh that the container the couple was using to store fuel was a plastic gallon jug normally used for water or for a maltov cocktail yeah normally Next story coming up. What do you think? Okay, picture a grandmother sitting by a fire with a kitten on her lap and knitting. Mm-hmm. And she's listening to music. What kind of music she would she like be listening those, to? Um, like a gramophone, like you were speaking so of earlier. She has like a little kettle of tea going. Yeah, a little, little spall tea. She got a spall tea. Spall of tea. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I would think, is she listening to some really good heavy metal? Absolutely. While she's doing yeah. it. Yeah. Which brings us to the headline, World Heavy Metal Knitting championship to launch in finland okay well finland's got nothing else going well it'll be over really quick because it's finnish (laughs) (laughs) the first heavy metal world knitting championships have been announced are you excited as i am craig i'm pretty you can tell by my voice i'm pretty excited (laughs) you look excited i don't mind telling you oh they'll take place in jonesu finland on july the 11th that's coming up really really quick finland oh 
uh, Finland is the promised land of the heavy metal music, say the organizers. I'm just going to let you have this one because <laughs> I don't know what they would sound like. They are like 50 heavy metal bands per 100,000 Finnish citizens, which is astonishingly many and actually more than anywhere else in the whole wide world. He sounded like an angry Asian that just took a trip through South America. I don't know what Finland sounds like. I'm sorry. I don't either. The number, we should really study up on that, though. The number of needlework enthusiasts is equally high as according to even the most modest or molest, as Craig would say, estimates. Uh, just, yeah, that's true. It was molesto, California. hundreds of thousands of people in Finland who are immersed in various kinds of needlework crafts, including knitting. What combines them both is a great joy of creativity when playing guitar as well as knitting stitches. Oh, I wonder if they have like surgeons there working on patients too. Because if you got to go get stitches, you want your doctor listening to some head banging yeah. heavy metal screamo. Oh, anyway, to enter the competition, knitters must download By the, the song. Way, that's my band name for this episode. What is it? Screamo. <laughs> okay. I just love that. I don't know why. I don't either. You said Screamo, and I thought that'd be a great name for a band. Screamo. Here they come. Get ready. It's Screamo. Take to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. Screamo. <laughs> to enter the competition, knitters must download the song Fight or Die by Joan Sue thrash metal band Maniac Abductor. That just sounds like a way to get Maniac Abductor to sell a few records. Yeah. That's all it sounds like. Then upload a one-minute video clip of themselves knitting along with the music to YouTube. I would watch this. Well, I think we'll have the opportunity. Actually. Not on this podcast. No, not on the podcast. Are you going to describe it to them? Well, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't watched it yet. April Fool's is over, so this is happening, proclaimed the band. the story was over. Our hometown, Jonsu, will host the world championship of heavy metal knitting. And our song, Fight or Die, is the official track of the competition. And heavy metal knitting need to work and music become united like a never before. Like a never before. What is he like now? Say the organizers. On the same stage, accompanied by a million-dollar guitar solo... With hair flowing in the air, there's heavy metal music and knitting, and they're shaking hands, Craig. Knitting, knitting to the rhythm of heavy metal music can be compared to playing air guitar, which is the finished way to goof around as well. In heavy metal knitting, the knitter becomes the part of the band, showing their best needlework tricks as the heavy riffs echo in the background. The knitter takes part in the jam... While their balls of yarn and knitting needles swish through the air. So. That's a great story. So if I knew how to knit, I may go to Finland and, and join this uh, heavy metal knitting competition. I think I'd do pretty well. Because I could spin those needles like you do drumsticks. But you, know? you, but you don't know how to actually I don't know how to knit. knit. That no. would be the drawback. That's right. I could look good, though, spinning those needles. You look like Edward Scissorhands when you do that. <laughs> That was for you. Except he was interesting. What? Oh, hey. I pity the headline. I just can't get in the energy today. What is it? You're, are, are you okay? What you told me, headline? There you go. 65-year-old woman hits 300-pound attacker with baseball bat, and we've got the audio. Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I've been waiting on this one. Is it short? 
paragraph, but the audio is where the meat is. But okay. first of all, let me you got to point out that Jason Reese also sent this in as well as me as our good friend Alex. Alex, Alex three, three of us threw it right at your head. Yeah, you sent it to me. I and, sent you the audio, and then Jason and Alex sent it right away too. Yeah, you did send this audio. I sent the audio because I knew that it, without the audio, there's nothing to the story. There's no story without this audio. You got to have it. Also, the audio. You know what it is, Craig? Podcast gold. Well, also there, there's literally no story here. There's literally like two sentences. <laughs> It was it was early Sunday morning when sixty five year old Clarice Ganey. Hello, Clarice. Clarice. I have a hard time with that name. Why, Clarice? Clarice. Like you do with ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. Yeah, that. <clears throat> why can't I say that? Why can't I say Clarice? Oh, I, I just said it. Just look at you. Anyway, okay, go ahead. It was early Sunday morning when 65-year-old Clarice Ganey heard a noise outside her apartment. As she looked out the window, she saw a man in his boxes pulling at her pulling at her car handle and locking and on, knock, knock. on. You know, this is... <laughs> maybe I should less focus less on the voice and more on the story. Um, basically... Our story continues where she looks out the window and sees a man in his boxes pulling on her car door handle and knocking on the window attempting to break in before police uh, could be called. She took matters into her own hand and we have the audio. Here we go. Early Sunday morning when Clarice Ganey said that she heard a noise outside her apartment. She peeked out her window to see a large police say 300 pound man (laughs) pulling on her car door handle and knocking on its window attempting to break in all while only wearing his boxers. So I grabbed my bet. <laughs> I braced bet. myself. Go granny. I braced myself. <laughs> I opened, I eased the door open. That's when Ganey Opa. says five foot six, 300 pound Antonio Mosley charged her. Little did he know she was a high school softball player. Uh-oh. A 65 year old slugger. I took that bet and hit him upside a paya. <laughs> <laughs> That's when police say Mosley ran to a nearby mobile home park, leaving behind his jeans, shirt, and a sock. He was in his he was in his drawers. He didn't have no shoes on, no shirt, or nothing. Police say canine unit tracked Mosley down inside a mobile home with new pants on and cocaine <laughs> oh. in his pocket. Officers brought Maybe him back to Ganey to identify him. They weren't his pants. Yeah, I said that's him right there. Right there. They said, Miss Gain, he got a big nut on his head. <laughs> Mostly was booked in the Latchworth County dead. Jail yeah. with two charges of burglary and drug possession. If he better be glad I didn't have a gun, because I would have shot him. <laughs> but this is my gun right here, because I'm going Paya! Paya! <laughs> she cracked her. herself up that time. Yeah, we need to get a, we need that sound clip actually. Yes, that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that paya. Paya! I'll try to remember to pull that out and add it add it to our soundboard. That's so good. Good stuff, man. Okay, so I uh, I'm gonna go on to the next story. Which comes to us from your friend of mine, Mr. Mark Patch. Friend to everyone. The band leader for Weird. Headline is: If we had a band, we got a band. He'd be the leader. We have a band meeting every he'd, night. He'd, he'd be our Max Weinberg. You know what? He's never been to a band meeting. No, he he wasn't at the band meeting where I got my super size uh, uh, peanut buster Double parfait. Oh, I do remember that. We need a band meeting tonight. After do you we've think, already had do you think, one. You think our, our friend Skyler from DQ listened? 
Uh, you know, we should go by there and ask. <clears throat> we should My, find Madison. Out. I started saying Madison. Madison. I'm Craig Underhill. I'm <laughs> Pete Sager now. It's like Madison. Madison. Headline is customer threw iguana at a restaurant manager. There's no excuse for throwing an animal. Don't at somebody. throw iguanas. Don't throw an animal. No, don't throw animals. Unless it's like a spider or no. a snake. No. I don't know if you're going to throw something away from yourself. I don't want to touch a snake. Painesville, okay. Ohio. All right. This we, comes to us from Painesville, Ohio. Authorities say a customer. I'm living in Painesville across from you. <laughs> authorities say a customer at an Ohio restaurant pulled out a turquoise iguana from under his shirt, swung it around, and then threw it at the manager. They say the Madison man walked into Perkins Restaurant in Painesville. Oh, I like Perkins. I've never been to a Perkins. There's one in Pulaski, Tennessee. I don't know why it's down there, but there's one in Pulaski. I, I go to, I go through there every once in a while. I say Pulaski, but they say Pulaski yeah, down there. Yeah, that's right. you got to pronounce it properly. But there properly. used to be one down by Vanderbilt, and what was great about Perkins, and they're all down through Florida. And you know, I remember like there was one near. Yeah, yeah but they, they, have like this, they had this full bakery. You'd walk in, they had this like full like pies and cakes and stuff in the oh. front. But then they'd have menu, the menu would have like breakfast all day and all these different menus. Like Cracker Barrel. It, it, it was, it, but except it wasn't country food. It was just kind of, you know, food. But anyway, it was like they had this great omelet called the Was Ever, it like a meat and three? Ever, no, it was just a regular restaurant. They had this great like everything omelet, which was basically an omelet with uh, English muffins and all the stuff on it already. And it's yeah. just it was so good. That sounds delicious. Although I vomited once. But anyway. <laughs> And we would go and hang out. We'd go hang out. I like you just throw that in there. Yeah, we. Well, I think it was just a bad, bad. Uh, so I don't think it was that place. No, I think it was just it was one, of the, one of those probably. nights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, No, no, not one of those nights. I don't mean that. One of these yeah. nights. Um, but it's. Uh, it was a great place to go. We used to jokingly call it rot gut coffee, but it was like just the coffee. And um, Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. From uh, everybody knows him from Racing Arizona. Yeah. He was the motorcycle. He used to always come in. Yeah, he he, he he used to live in Franklin. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, he would always pull up. I swear, I think he drove an old like station wagon or something. That's awesome. And he'd pull up. He'd go to the Mapco across the street and get his beer. Whatever. But he'd come in and without fail. If he walked by, you'd say, "Hey, hey, hey, Tex." Is I'd say it. I'd say it when he go by. Hey, Tex. Hey, buddy. That's awesome. He's always hey, buddy. I mean, he just he didn't look like he wanted to be messed with, but he was super friendly as far as he wasn't. I, he wasn't that's ru- so cool. He wasn't rude, but he's he, not. He's still with us too, isn't he? he I believe so. Yeah, I think he is. Okay, anyway, police. Now, now i got to go watch Raising Arizona again. Oh, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong I with that. I can watch that movie every day for I'm, the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, I may do. You dare me. I may watch Raising Arizona followed by Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No, you will not. You dare That's me. That's overload. You and, no, I'm not. And I'm stay not, out of the Woolworth. <laughs> stay out of the Woodworth. Out of the Woodworth? <laughs> the uh, Raising Arizona had more memorable lines to me. The Coen brothers are just. You what's know, he need is dip tat. You know, that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. I'll be taking these huggies and whatever cash you got in the drawer. These balloons blow up in funny shapes. <laughs> rounds Not funny. Not unless you think rounds funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but police say the Madison man walked into Perkins Restaurant in Painesville, about 30 miles northwest of Cleveland on Tuesday. He laid, he laid down in a booth, threw a menu at a waitress, and then threw the lizard. Is an iguana a lizard? Yeah. Officially? Beautiful. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're nice. Beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's certainly not a primate. No, it's not. And it's not a... Uh, uh, Mammal. No. It's a lizard. Okay. It's not an arachnid. Mm-mm. Hey, watch your language. It's I'm a family sorry. podcast. My bad. He laid down on, in a booth, threw a menu at a waitress, and then threw the lizard at the manager who tried to talk to him. Authorities did not say what provoked the attack. That, Re- makes, me, that makes me kind of sad and mad at the same time. Yeah. You don't throw an animal. No. No, and you don't carry around a turquoise 
iguana in your shirt either. We okay. Let the, let the let the dog out of the bag here. You know, we lost our, our dog this week. Oh yeah, which Poor. is which is why I'm really sad today. And I'm I wasn't gonna bring that to work. I was just gonna say. So I'm a little it's more okay. sensitive. I'm a little more sensitive to people throwing iguanas yeah. this week. I just. It's a it's a little animal. It didn't do anything to anybody. Beautiful creature, right? Yeah, Be- beautiful. They are beautiful, and uh, and they, those dudes can climb, and they're big. And I wish it turn, I wish they turn around and bit the guy. That'd been awesome. Or maybe he stuck that big tongue. I got that guy in the face with his. Anyway, Re- records anyway. show bonds been set at ten thousand for the forty nine year old Arnold Allen Teeter. He's been charged with animal cruelty, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. It wasn't clear whether he has an attorney. Police say the iguana they named Cooper has a fractured leg, Craig. He, See, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about, too. This poor little animal. Golly. And just. All right. For this next story that you're about to read, I wanted to. I know you're going to say we've covered this before. We've covered this before. <laughs> this is a whole new. It's happened again. This was just this week. Yeah, I saw this is a great story. Yeah, it is. But I'm not going to. I'm going to let everybody guess what it's about. <laughs> How long we're going to wait? Just till, Should I play some music? Till Monday. <laughs> till Monday. It's Monday's episode. <clears throat> oh, I should do it now. Go ahead. Yeah. Undercover cops posing as drug buyers arrested by undercover cops posing as drug dealers. <laughs> We've had this story before, but this is a new one. A gigantic, gigante, is ginormous. drug raid mistake uh, led to police. Boy, what? Try that again. A gigantic <laughs> drug raid mistake led to police officers arresting each other. Turns out undercover cops in Detroit posted uh, posed as drug dealers to help catch a pair of sellers. However, thanks to a tiny mess up, another undercover police group thought they were real drug dealers, so they raided the house, which quickly became one of the most embarrassing things the department has ever seen. I would beg to differ that Detroit... That's true. That this is not the most embarrassing thing that the department has ever seen. So much so that the police chief even admitted it. Yes, these dumb, these dumb dumbs didn't check... <laughs> in first to see where they were, who they were going after. Authorities stated the undercover officers from the 12th precinct uh, went undercover with the purpose of pretending to be drug dealers so they would address, uh, arrest the potential buyers. Two pretend buyers went in the house where the pretend drug dealers, dealer officers from precinct 11 were at. Uh, those the thing about precinct eleven, they're odd. <laughs> they're a little worse than precinct ten, but they're not quite as bad as precinct twelve. You're not giving me anything, are you? They're odd. Yeah, I got it. Uh, oh. <clears throat> How's that? <laughs> I don't know why I try. Do it again. Do it again. You know the worst thing about precinct eleven? Uh uh-uh, what? They're just odd. <clears throat> it's just it's ruined now. To sum it up, basically neither 12 or 11, the precincts, uh, knew these cops were undercover. So they began to rampage the place when they arrived and quickly began to yell at each other, which led to fighting like hooligans. And in case you were wondering, yes, they were all wearing body cameras and were able to capture the whole incident. Uh, An internal investigation has been launched by the Detroit Police Department because, of course, uh, because, of course, especially since there were guns involved and punches being thrown everywhere. Good grief, they were fighting. Um, authorities stated over two dozen Detroit police officers were present that evening. Two of those officers were treated at the hospital for their injuries. One for a concussion 
A contusion, Ooh. not Ooh. concussion. I was trying to figure out how you have a concussion in your eye socket. Then I yeah. realized I said con- concussion. <laughs> one for a contusion to his eye socket and one for a split lip. Split lip. That's Aaron's band name for the night, nice. ladies and gentlemen. Split lip. That's a good band name. Thank you. Several of the officers were placed on restricted duty, and one supervisor was removed from the special operations team. The best part of the story is that the homeowner just stood there and watched them basically just <laughs> rip each other apart without knowing who they were. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Headline is, dog groomer pulled gun on couple late picking up with their pet. You ever had a dog groomer pull a gun on you? I've never been to a dog groomer. Oh, okay. The owner of a dog grooming business was arrested. I should say, I should qualify that as saying I've never taken a dog. There you go. <laughs> the owner of a dog grooming business was arrested after police say she pulled a gun on a couple who were late picking up their pet. Lisa Vicky Hall. Age 56 was arrested Friday for investigation of aggravated assault, threatening to use a gun in a fight, drug possession, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of a weapon by a restricted person. A man and woman went to Absolute Best Grooming, I doubt that, to pick up their dog. Hall, the owner of the business, said uh, she was upset due to him picking up his dog after business hours or closing time. Lisa yelled at him to leave the business and pulled out a hound gun from a holster. A hound gun? A ham gun? Yeah, which Lisa retrieved from the back area of the business and pointed it at Would him. Would that be the butt of the business? The dog owner told police, according to the report. When officers responded to the business, an employee told them that the dog owner was respectful and apologized for being late to pick up his dog. Kapow! But that Hall was agitated and went into the back of the business and proceeded to pull out a handgun from a holster and to wave it around. You think they're out of business now? Telling the dog owner to leave the business, the report says. Hall then told her employee that if the police came, she would give them a twenty-two caliber handgun she had in her purse and not the gun she waved at the dog owner, the report states. Okay, because that's going to help. Yeah. It wasn't that gun. It was this gun. Yeah, well, you can look. This isn't even the one in the it's video. It's a twenty-two. It's not going to hurt anybody. Police say the employee also reported that the boss had been smoking marijuana in the back. You know, the the big chief. Weed? Yeah. The, Mary Jane? Yeah, pot. Hooch? Yeah. <laughs> All was arrested and police reported seizing a twenty two caliber revolver. A police canine was then sent into the dog grooming business and came out looking much niftier. <laughs> Just added that line. Yeah, but that <clears> made <throat> it a lot more exciting to hear it. Oh, anyway. That's it. The gun she was actually waving was a 40, 45 caliber. I mean, Yikes. that's like a hand cannon. <laughs> yeah, literally would put just a giant hole through anything that it hit. Oh, my Lord. This is just... This is sad. I don't understand this. Man, what is I mean, going on? I mean, honestly, no offense to India, but we expect this out of India. Exactly. Because there's like 14 bajillion trillion quadruple Googles and, and they don't of people have, there. They don't have all the stuff we've got. Right. Yeah. But people are pooping more than ever. On the streets of San Francisco. And I don't mean the TV series. No. They're not saying bad things about it. No. <laughs> They're pooping They're all over They're literally pooping all over the streets. Yes. One of America's wealthiest cities has a huge problem with public poop. Between 2011 and 2018, San Francisco experienced a massive increase in reported incidents of human feces found on public streets. Fecal surprise. In 2011, just over 5,500 reports were logged by the San Francisco Department of Public Works. In 2018, the number increased to more than 28,000. The government watchdog opened the books. That's the name of the watchdog called Open the Books. Yeah, that's the name of the book. Documented the sharp increase over over time in a stunning chart. I don't know about stunning. Um, it's it's just it's it looks like the 
the cell signal on your phone. It yeah, doesn't it go does, up and yes. down. It goes from nothing all the way up as high as it'll go. In 2011, there were uh, there were 500, uh, 5,547 reports of human feces in the street. You could jump forward to 2018, Craig. 28,084. 28, Notably, this is a chart of only documented reports. The actual amount of feces on San Francisco streets is likely even higher than these statistics suggest. I will say there's more feces on the sidewalk than I've ever seen growing up here. San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Uh, that's a huge problem. And we are not just talking about from dogs. We're talking about from humans. That's right. And, you know, the, the thing and is, it's not even about dogs. It's humans, is my understanding. And what makes me really sad. It's not dogs at all. I know. Yeah. What makes me really sad is in back in the 90s, I went to San Francisco. Did you wear a flower in your hair? Well, if I'm going to go to San Francisco. Be sure to. Be sure. Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. But uh, it, that's that's stretching back before our, our time. <laughs> it really is. Scott somebody. Great song, though. Scott somebody. His name's Scott. You think it's Scott? I'm pretty sure it's Scott something. But anyway, but if you're going to San Francisco, you got to wear flowers in your hair. But anyway, yeah. so, so I went there, and it was just this, honestly, for years, I've been telling people how beautiful the city was. I was like, this place blew me away because yeah. i don't like big cities but it felt it was just other than the always you know I, I wasn't worried while i was there but other than wondering if i was gonna have an earthquake or you know everything was gonna fall down around you because that would be the reason i wouldn't want to live one of the reasons i wouldn't want to live there there's probably plenty you know why i wouldn't want to live there i hate ashby what hate ash <laughs> hate ashbury yeah i hate ashbury hate ashbury yeah you said i hate ashby and it ruined the bit darn it no wonder nobody laughed. <laughs> nobody. So, uh, anyway, it was a beautiful town when I was there. Now it's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. But what they didn't tell you in this story, Craig, is like in 2016 when it started really getting bad, they built public restrooms all over the city for the homeless to use. They don't use them. They just don't use them. Maybe they need to up the ply of the toilet paper. Maybe they got we got a friend. That's true. Yeah, we, we Heather. We, yeah, yeah. Maybe her. Uh, Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. And her, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, her. Uh, yeah, they they got a connection with the toilet paper paper company. Maybe they they got sh- a Pacific connection. They could they could they could uh, ship out maybe a bunch of like five, six, ten, fifty ply toilet oh. something cushiony. I saw something this week where Charmin's coming out with this like royal toilet paper. It comes in like a tin. I saw that, and also Charmin has literally got the worst marketing department oh, on the planet. Oh, it's so terrible. It's painful. Their songs, their campaigns. I mean, I'm literally, I'm thinking, did you just hire the 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 bottom half of the class for marketing? Yeah. In marketing class, yeah. and the marketing. They got a deal. They got a deal on this. But yeah. <laughs> top 10, <laughs> top 10 best movie adaptations. By the way, before we get into this, did you see, for some unknown reason, this sounds like the most horrible idea on the planet, that Norman Lear, for one night, they're going to do a reboot of All in the Family and the Jeffersons, and like Woody Harrelson's going to play uh, Carol O'Connor's character. No. Archie Bunker. It's going to be like either live or, or filmed. Or it's going to have to be on Fox. That sounds like so Foxish. It was a CBS show. Those were CBS yeah. shows. I think it's CBS. I mean, it may not be, but Norman Lear was. A, but I'm thinking, why would you in any stretch of mind, why would you, why would you take shows that, first of all, had such a cultural importance to mm-hmm. them and try to redo them just for a buck? And why would you do it with people that couldn't possibly recapture that like nobody could recapture Carol O'Connor. No, because no, because he, he was Archie Bunker. Was, because that character was so opposite of what he exactly. seemed like he was. Yeah. 
but he played it so brilliantly. And I like Woody Harrelson. Don't get me sure. wrong. Did you saw? You know, I'll I saw any movie he's I in. Actually, lied earlier. I saw one movie this week. What? The Highwayman. Oh, it's good on isn't Netflix. It? Yeah, I watched that too. It wasn't like I want to rewatch it again, but it was good. It was where they, they're going after Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Boy, did they ambush them. Well, I love a good Bonnie and Clyde story, though. Yeah. But I liked the fact that this movie took it from the side because they've always the Bonnie and Clyde movies have always they glorified gl- the crime exactly. instead of the guys that were out there trying to get them. Yeah, and this one glorified and the law. Boy, do they boy do they ambush? Boy, oh boy! But they uh, but what's crazy is uh, they they probably still have fans today. They it's a weird anomaly. They have more it fans really as, more fans as the bad guy. They had fans surround them as they were robbing banks so that nobody could get them as they got to their crazy. Car. It's insane. So I apologize to everyone that we did movie reviews earlier, but. I just remembered I actually did. It's been a bad week. I actually just remembered I saw that. Yeah. And Kevin Costner, too. I love Kevin Costner. Sure. Uh, and, sure. I like, and I like Woody. Woody Harrelson's great. Oh, he's, he, I, literally, I'll see any movie he does. I love his I'm acting. I'm not a, not a fan of Natural Born Killers. I've never seen Very that gratuitous. one. Very gratuitous. Never seen that one. Very gratuitous. Yeah. but I forgot he was even in that. Anyway, back to... Oh, yeah. We're doing a top 10, aren't we? <laughs> Mark Patch's top 10. <laughs> Top 10 best movie adaptations. Adaptations. Number 10, Logan. I've not seen that. That was a good. I thought that was good. I heard it was good. It was depressing. I heard it was good. I have not seen it. I mean, it was like, you know, it's bleak. Very bleak. Well, number nine of the top 10 movie adaptations, Marvel's The Avengers. Fantastic. I like like the Avengers movies. Yeah, I saw that one. I like the Avengers movies. Um, And rumor is there's a new one coming out today. (laughs) That's the rumor. Number eight. Endgame. Yeah. Don't, as a public service announcement, people that don't. are listening, don't ruin this movie for, for people. Don't, don't. I would never do anything like that. Yeah, Craig. you would. Number eight, top 10 best movie adaptations, Batman 1989. Just watched a YouTube video. I think you missed number eight. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you, number eight was actually the other one. Number eight, The Dark Knight, the I'm movie sorry. that killed Heath, Heath Ledger. Yeah, great movie. Number, yeah. number seven, I apologize. I'm not on my game today. 1989's Batman. I just watched a video clip on YouTube last night. I've seen it before, actually. The makeup artist talking about how they went about trying to get Jack Nicholson's makeup uh, the way it needed to be for that movie. Really? Because there's actually a scene where he actually wipes off the makeup and has to reveal the makeup underneath, which, yeah, is, his that's white, right. which is his white face. Yeah. And basically, the way they pulled that off is they used a... It was a type of an oil. And they... Um, they sprayed his face with that white oil, and then they... St- uh, stippened, what do you call it? Stip- Stiple. Stippled. 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 They stippled in as carefully as they could the makeup he had on top of the white makeup, and it was just floating on that oil. How about that? How about that? How about and that? And then they airbrushed in the rest. And so then when he goes in that one scene and wipes it off, he's it wants to fall off his face, and that white makeup's underneath. Okay. I'm pointing at my face, showing you this like they can see this. <laughs> We're not video. But... Uh, still, even though it's campy, it's not as the realism of the new ones. Oh, it's fantastic. There are a couple things in it I don't like, but for the most part, the original um, Tim Burton Batman, yeah. fantastic. And I was always on board with uh, uh, Michael Keaton from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I, I, I always thought when they said He's another great actor that's a little underrated. What's your favorite Jack Nicholson movie? That's a tough one because he's got so many. I'm not. I'm not a huge like watched every one of them. Like I, I know that everybody hates The Shining. I like The Shining. Oh, I love the original. Well, well Shining. I know Kubrick didn't like it, but he was also busy. No, Kubrick liked it. Stephen King didn't. King didn't like yeah. it. King didn't like it. I'm sorry, you, you correct. Yeah, Kubrick was. He had his mind on getting the getting that historical secret off his chest. 
I, I don't know because I'm not a big enough Nicholson fan to say what's my favorite. I just enjoy. Uh, I enjoy the Batman. I, I, I'm just not a good person to ask that question to because I'm, I'm indifferent to Jack Nicholson. I kind of have a tie. I don't know. The Last Detail or Chinatown. One of those. I love Chinatown, but I also love The Last Detail. Those are probably one of those will be my favorite. Yeah. What's the, what's the one he did? You can't handle the truth. Oh, that's great, too. Yeah. What's the one where he's in the apartment with the dog and, and Greg Kinnear is his next door neighbor and gets beat up? Yeah. I enjoy it. Good as it gets or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah. a good yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was yeah. a good movie, too. Okay, so anyway. Number six of the top ten best movie adaptations, Jim Carrey and The Mask. When Jim Carrey wasn't clinically insane. Smoking. When he wasn't clinically insane. That's like before he was on his way. You know what You know what set him off? You know what? When, when he just went over Looneyville? Um, the Andy Kaufman movie. Well, he ever since then, I don't know, but he's he, been loopy. He sits around painting pictures. He's obsessed with Trump. No, I'm saying he <laughs> is. Know, he's I obsessed. Know. Like, yeah. like, like a lot of those lefties are. I mean, well, it's not. I'm not just not just trying to pull out that conversation. I'm just saying for this one particular individual. Yeah, he is so obsessed with this one person that all he does is like a crazy man sits in a, in his uh, you know, in his studio and just paints really bad artwork. You know, really bad paintings. Just it's it's weird. It's like he's gone over into the loony bin or yeah, something. Yeah, and I hate that because he used to be fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, number five, we're taking forever to get through this. Oh, we sure are. Number five, the best ten movie adaptations, <laughs> Shazam, which I want to see. I've not too. seen it yet. I've heard good things about it. I've heard it. nothing but awesome stuff. Your friend and my cousin Barry uh, told me that it was just awesome. Everybody, he, said, he, everybody he loved it. everyone's relating it to uh, comparing it to Big with Tom. Yeah, Hanks. that's what he said. Yeah, but it's supposed to be just fantastic. We got to go see it. Uh, number four of the top ten best movie adaptations. You're not going to agree to this. I really don't. Ready, I, I love the movie. Ready though. Player One. The book was great. The movie was good. I think it's like a lot of movies that are really huge imagination type things. That right. Your brain can take it so much further. Exactly. But yeah. I'm telling you, that, that movie was so good. It was the soundtrack. So fun. Incredible soundtrack. So good. Yeah. Number three, I just, I'm done with these movies. Uh how to train your dragon in the land before time 15 whatever it is now <laughs> how to train your dragon the hidden world uh number two of the top 10 best movie adaptations spider-man which I'm, one i guess and it's the very first one i guess no i think i think they've all had their merits well, i think they've all had their problems they've all had this, their this list, the newest ones are really good this list from the top com just has spider-man and i think number one i don't think number one this is number one i think the reason this one's number one is because you couldn't do this movie if it wasn't for technology. They they just couldn't do the right. scale they have to do. And so the best movie ab- 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 adaptation is The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Number the Return one. of and I think it really King. is because if you ever watched the, uh, was it Weta? What's uh, what's his face's uh, special effects company? Weta, I don't know. W-E-T-A. Uh, in early, uh, the guy who directs the movies. The guy who directs the Lord of the Rings movies. Jackson, yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah. In the early days when he was doing uh, The Frighteners, which I love. Oh, yeah. With That's a Fox, classic. Uh, so funny. That was kind of early playing around with all these effects. And yeah. then he basically became his version of ILM, which is in New Zealand or Australia. I think it's New Zealand. Yeah. And so all these effects, like the hordes of monsters and the armies that are fighting, all, this stuff, all that stuff, if it wasn't for the effects that they could do with computers, it couldn't happen. So. Yeah. I'm probably this is probably uh, even on this list because they couldn't they yeah. couldn't they couldn't do it otherwise. I mean, it, I wanted to thank you for uh, telling me to watch the Frighteners because I when it came out I didn't give it the time of day you told when me did to you watch, watch it. it a few months back. 
uh, it, last year, sometime late last year. It movie. was great. I had a ball watching it. It's got it. such a great story. Yeah. And uh, what's his face from Reanimator? What's his name? Um, oh, that was a great movie that, too. That guy, that, but that guy, uh, I'm blanking on his name. I don't uh, the actor, yeah, real weirdo guy. He's totally normal in real life. <laughs> He'd like this show, perhaps. Um, great movie. Jake Busey's in it, doing a great impersonation of his dad. Uh, All right, we're out of here. It's a good movie. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Hope y'all are doing well. All right, we're gonna make our way on down the. Are we going to ease on down the road? We're going to ease on down. We're going to take it easy. Head on down the road. Loosen our load. I got a world of trouble on my mind. Hey, I heard a rumor that not the one that that, that Banana Rama heard, but I heard a rumor that Wisecrack Radio is coming back. You know, I forgot to mention that. We'll talk about it on Monday's episode. You don't know how to play drums, but I like you did. I hit the snare way up here. You did. Well, you're shorter than most people. Oh, please. And that's not true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs>